The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to June. It's the first Thursday of the month, and that means it's Ask Suzanne and Sanaya Day on the show. So I love these shows where I take call-ins from you and answer questions that will help everybody who listens. So not personal readings, but even if it's a personal issue, if it, it will help others to hear the answer, we're, we're all in. And if I can't answer the question, I will be tuning into my team, Sanaya. I've been sitting here for the past 10 minutes talking with them, getting tuned in, and we are good to go. But first, where are the Geesemans today? As many of you know, we're on our five-month tour around the country, which we do every summer. Getting ready for the big Holy You Retreat at Unity Village that's next week. So we're making our way there. And today we are in the Ozark Mountain region of Arkansas. We've been here for a few days now. We're at Bull Shoals State Park. If you ever heard of that, it's beautiful. Right along the White River. We were at a state park for the last three days in another part of Arkansas. And just those kind of places where you show up and you go, oh, wow, we get to stay here. Lots of trees, water everywhere you look, and beautiful weather, and it's just awesome. I hope all of you listening have a chance to get out in nature somehow, even if you live in a city, get out and find a park, because it's so good for the soul. Best part about traveling is I get to do readings even when I'm on the road. Thank you, Internet. And the readings have just been so gratifying lately. Connected a woman with her daughter across the veil this morning. Great connection yesterday for my sitter. It's uh, just the most gratifying work I can think of. And it's it's so interesting to think of it today. If you, if you are on my Facebook page, you may have seen the post I made. This is June 3rd, and June 3rd is the day I joined the Navy. And 20 years to the date later, on this day, June 3rd, I retired from the Navy. So it's a big Navy day and uh, never, never, never imagined back when I was on active duty that I would be a medium and answering questions, checking in with my team of guides and spirit. But a dear friend me sent, a dear friend sent me an email from family members of hers saying what an impact the mediumship and my book Messages of Hope had on their life in their time of grieving passing of loved ones and that's what this is all about so if my work has helped any of you 
Sometimes I just want to drop to my knees and give thanks to be able to do that. So enough talking. Let me get some of you on the line, and I will be putting those of you I chat with, I'll put your name on a slip of paper and do a drawing at the end for one of my online courses. We have a whole lineup of people. Let's begin right away with, I believe it's Eileen, right up there at the top. It's the letters of the names are really tiny that I have to read on screen, but you're on the air, Eileen. Oh, it's Arlene. Arlene. Okay. Well, that's why I asked. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the show. Okay. I wanted to ask, um, I know I read, your, I read your book and I've met messages of hope. And I remember when your husband asked about like, what about people like Hitler? You know, these people that bring such harm to many people, all people. And I was just wondering, as you say, we keep coming in here, we reincarnate and move souls bubble up, why do they not, I know we don't remember, but are they coming back to try and fix it? Like, because there's still all of, you know, there's still some horrific things that happen in this world by people. And I just, I, I keep trying to logically understand, like, aren't we getting better? Yes, and we are getting better as a whole. And so I'm going to try to give the answer for anyone, even if I've answered in the past, give it fresh, tune into the team right now as as questions are asked, even that I've heard before. And the way that I'm to answer that this time is that the main purpose, we all come to this earthly existence, and it was actually today's Daily Way message, is to love and love more and see how well we're doing at that. Really, it's for no other reason. It's not because we have to come here and it's not because the world has to change. It's because awareness itself, consciousness, comes for the experience of interacting with other aspects of awareness, which is what we are, which is what souls are, to interact with each other. And there are souls who get so, it's not, their their human nature so occludes, so clouds over the soul's nature, which is love, that they completely become unaware and forget why we're here. And of course, those you've mentioned would fall under that category. And so once they cross back across the veil, it's so clear as they have their life review that they did not fulfill that purpose, that that energy basically gets transmuted. And it's not really like you have Hitler reincarnated. There is just a greater soul that that energy, that negative vibration is not even allowed to enter into the mix anymore. So we have so many people that seem to feel that it's a one-on-one reincarnation. The soul of your loved one becomes absolutely 100% the soul of another one, when really it's an aspect of a greater self of which we are all a part, yet there are subsets of that greatest self and we become parts of soul families. But really, it's all about the love that is created through the awareness of connection. So when people completely miss that mark, an aspect of the soul family may regenerate as another human being with that soul's energy. But it's so transmuted from what came before that it's... It, it wouldn't even be recognizable, and I'm being told right now that a soul such as the life form of Hitler 
would not even be seen for many, many, many lifetimes in human terms. Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. My question is, are the younger souls that are coming that are, I guess, immature in that love, you know, like that they're here for love in some form? If, if you're spe- are you speaking of this souls. concept of younger souls who haven't been around enough, hadn't had enough yes. lifetimes? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm being shown is that that love is innate, is, is part of the soul's nature, and that's there's this natural magnetism towards finding connections with love. You see it in babies. It's It can't be overcome. And so really it has right. to do with the way they interact with others. What families did they come into? Are those family members able to show them the love to nurture that soul's awareness without clouding it over with human nature? Okay. That shows Thank how you. important each of us is. No person really yeah. acts alone. It's all that interconnected web that we're always talking about. Okay. And we can awaken even later, right? Like if that soul of that, you know, whatever, the soul that did a lot of harm in that lifetime, can they change and be oh. reevaluated? In oh, yes. And I, I was just flashed on my head many of the uh, 12-step groups and people who, not that addiction is bad, but some people have, mm-hmm. have endured a lot of pain and hurt people do hurt other people. And so there have been many uh, uh, painful interactions that occur when people are using addictive substances just as one example and in a heartbeat in a flash people can have an awakening and realize what it's all about so there's there's no black and white answer to that it's case by case and how much each individual listens to that nudging that's always there inside that's great thank you Okay, you're welcome. Wow, we're starting right off with some deep stuff, but really it's all about love, so I love that. Okay, let's move on to Corey. You're on the air. Oh, hello. So nice to talk to you, Suzanne. Uh, And actually, as I was listening to your first caller, I was thinking, should I modify my question um, but maybe I'll just keep it as it was because okay. the, the caller and then you mentioned souls and younger souls, and that was my question. And again, I feel like it probably has come up before, but I don't recall like specifically. Um, you know how sometimes people will refer to others or like, you know, he must be an old soul or she's an old soul. And so I'm thinking, are there old souls? And younger souls and how is that even like measured (laughs) i believe that that's a concession to our human way of thinking in the sense of time and and so in that respect absolutely there are those who have who have had enough experience in human life that they've mastered many of the human nature challenges that so many as of us have and you you absolutely know and a quote old soul when you meet one they just love everyone they're just there's far less judgment they don't give in to that human nature that's part of the challenge of living in a human body and so in that regard yes but i i 
I don't have the expertise to tell you, you know, how it really works across the veil. And the guides are waving me off saying, don't even try it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand because I was actually speaking with my husband and he said, well, wouldn't actually the ones that, you know, like if you keep coming back, uh, it's because you didn't get it right. And, um, doesn't, you know, like I, I, yeah, I see how that's just getting into really confusing area and, 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 and not and at all. Question, that, that could be a oh, case. And okay. sometimes the soul says, yeah, I really didn't get that right. And, you know, and I just saw that in, in a past life with someone yesterday in a reading, I normally don't get into past lives, but they showed me that mm -hmm. they, in the, in the past life, they were greatly judged and, and they came to work mm -hmm. on judgment and now find themselves judging a lot of others. So that connection was interesting, but really it's more of, Hey, I'd like the challenge of, working on this mm -hmm. issue or that issue it's not because I we see. have to it's for the opportunity because as we overcome those challenges that just opens us to more of our soul's light shining and being able to love others more and that feels so good that we actually mm -hmm. ask for that so it's for the experience yeah Ultimately. the experience that's it you nailed it and i had yeah. a, like a follow-up question that i feel like i shouldn't ask because it just seems like, I don't know. Like, you know I what just they seem say, like your, 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 your guys instinct. will say, like, don't go there. But, like, or, or does that mean, like, young, old, that new souls are created? And it's not a matter of creation. It's a moment-by-moment moment arising from the mm -hmm. sea of possibility of awareness and consciousness that we are a part of. It's a, we talk about there being a creator, but it's, it's this, we all arise from this one sea of consciousness, and it's an impulse to have another experience mm -hmm. as, a, as a human in this new lifetime here or that one over there. So it's, it's the natural mm -hmm. uprising of love to go have another experience. I see. I, I think <laughs> I get it. It's just a different paradigm. And thank you so much. And I just want to um, add, I have already won one of your courses, so please don't oh. include me. Uh, oh, thank, thank you. you. So That's lovely. Okay. That <laughs> yes. just opened it up okay. for someone else. All yes. right. Thanks, uh -huh. Corey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. I love these shows. I just love interacting with all of you. So thank you for that wonderful connection. Let's say hello to Jan. Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. How you doing? It is that Jan. <laughs> yes, it is My that Jan. My friend Jan from the Villages. Can I tell everybody how I know Jan? Sure. Yeah, yeah. When we first moved to the Villages, Florida, 2007, Jan and Bob lived across the street, and I just kind of looked at her, and I said, I'm supposed to know her. And when I came back from Arthur Finley College, Jan was one of the very first readings I did to practice on people. And Jan was present the very first time I channeled my guides. So round of applause for Jan. <laughs> oh, it was so exciting. Wow. It was eye-opening and you know, just so wonderful. It was wonderful. But it was still, an you want to tell always. them what happened when Boris came through, my guide? I mean, remember, I, everybody, if you've read Messages of Hope, I had no idea I was going to be channeling. We just sat with Jan and her sister. 
in a room with very dim lights and a tape recorder, cassette tape recorder going to see what would happen. <laughs> and what happened, Jan? Well, are you referring to when I asked him a question and he said something back to me? I can't remember exactly which, what, 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 well, um, pretty much it you, you do and your sister about fell off your chair. <laughs> oh, well that, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, we're like going like, who is that? And like, what, what is he? And we were like, just bubbling over with like questions and like, you know, like saying, is this real? And yes, it's real because that's not Suzanne talking. And it was like amazing. And then I asked a question about guides and, and, you know, and do, do, does everybody have a guide? And, um, Boris says, well, weren't you listening to me? Everybody has a guide. That's what I said. And I went like, okay, okay. It's like, I was so excited about it. It was like, you know, I, you know, because you can't believe that they're really that he was really talking to me personally. It was like, and he had so much going through my mind. It was like it wasn't overwhelming. It was like so awesome. Like this light bulb goes off in my head. It's like this is incredible and it's so real. And it was it and, just and opened I, up my life to all these other things. It was and I know and we're I taking questions. a lot of time with this, and we have other people waiting, yeah. Jan, but I can see the reason why they had me just go down this road with this discussion with you, because you just said, I can't believe they were talking to me, the guides. And what they want us yeah. all to realize right now is they consider themselves on equal footing with us, your guides. They know you. They love all of us. They love you. I'm talking to all of you who are listening, and they want you to mm -hmm have conversations with them and see you as see them as friends, which you are across the veil. And right. it's so funny, Jan, because just before this show, I, I sat here and I said, you know, all these people are calling to ask us questions and I don't want to us to feel special. I feel gr grace. I feel blessed that I get to talk to all of you. And this is the exact feeling that is coming up as you talk about how, how it is when we interact with our guides that's how they feel mm -hmm. when they talk to you. No so kidding. Cool. Yeah. Wow. That's good to know because sometimes you wonder, is it kind of a one-way conversation? And then, you know, but then, you know, because you, uh, you do, you feel like, oh, these are like exceptional beings and, you know, uh -huh. they're here to guide us. But well, right now, my friend Brenda, who you know, who's across the veil and is my mediumship guide, she's laughing yeah. and she she kind of guffaws a little bit here and says, she, you know, we'd like to think we're exceptional, but that's a human trait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, my. So you that's may have wonderful. actually had a question. <laughs> I do. I do. But uh, OK. Well, there's always questions. Even though how, how much you learn, you just keep learning. And my my question is kind of twofold. The first part of the question is, when our loved ones on the other side see that we're going down a path that is going to give us emotional turmoil, do they feel the turmoil on their side as well? Do they like feel grief, or do they feel anxiety, or Mm. Saying, "Oh no, don't go there," you know. Yeah, big, big lip twitch with that one, and the answer is no, because the, ooh, interesting. Oh, interesting. They just showed me that much of oh wow, oh wow, much of what we experience is the result. The feelings we feel are the result of chemicals in the body, horm hormones that are released to tr triggered by thoughts that produce feelings that 
to which we have given the names of emotions. I hope that's making sense. So mm-hmm. fear comes after adrenaline. We call that fear when we feel that burst of adrenaline. Sadness comes with another chemical. We'd have to ask medical people for what those chemicals are. And they're saying that mm-hmm. without the body, they don't feel that. And this is part of the hmm. gift and the they hesitate to use the word curse, but you'll understand the meaning of having mm-hmm. a body. But it's really a gift because it allows us to learn through the feelings. And so many of you, they say, do not allow yourself to feel them. And so you're shutting out the full depth and breadth of the human experience by only seeking the pleasant ones instead of mining the less pleasant ones for what they have to Mm -hmm. show you and how they can lead you back to love. But in answer to your question, the ones across the veil are very much aware of what we're going through because they see the changes in our aura. Not only do we Mm -hmm. feel the changes chemically in the physical body, but our energy body, the aura changes at the same time. And it's quite apparent to them what they're going, what we're going through and what they feel the guides are saying is more akin to compassion than Mm. the tumultuous emotions that we experience. Mm -hmm. Now my follow up to that was, are they aware of the situation in that if we make this decision, this is going to happen, or if we go another route, that will happen. So they do they see that the two yeah. different avenues that could oh, result from our decisions? Perfect that you said avenues because they're showing me spreading out a map, and they're looking down on that map, and they see the different roads or avenues, as you say, and it's kind of like now they're showing me a branching diagram where, uh, you know, choose yes, go that way, choose no, go that way, and they will gently guide you back if you go way down the wrong path. But for the most part, they let you make those choices because it is all about mm-hmm. the experience. Right. Yeah. Oh, great. That's perfect way of explaining it, too, because. I was worried that they were they would still feel like anxiety or grief and that sort of thing. So that explains a lot. Thank you Very so different. much. Oh, you're welcome. As so good to talk always. to you. Let's chat later. <laughs> okay, definitely. All right. Lots okay. of love to you and Bob. Thank you. Okay. Love to Bye-bye. you too. Bye-bye. Well, that was interesting. I love when they show me new analogies and, and we all learn at the same time. So we have a name here. I believe it's it's either Carrie or Kyrie. You want to help me it's out with Kyrie. your name? <laughs> Kyrie? Yes, it's Kyrie. Hello. Okay. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much. It was so good to hear from Chen because I was just listening to the messages of Hope Book. <laughs> oh, good. So and you really, know Jen really... then. Yes, she's, she's very much featured yes. in that book. Yes, it was so good. But my my question is about uh, questions. Uh, I really love good questions. And I love the questions that you ask when you are conducting an interview. And I like your making the connection meditation where we can ask a question from our guides. Mm -hmm. But I've been been struggling a little because I haven't had any good questions for a while. I, I feel like I have been given all the answers, but I still 
yearn for that feeling that I get when uh-huh. I come up with a really good question. So I, I guess my question is how to how to tune in to receive questions. Is that oh, makes any great. sense? It just it makes total sense. And I I chuckled a little bit when you said you know you feel like you don't have any questions that you need answered because there have been moments on this path when I feel, gosh, I really get it. Uh, I'm you know, I don't I don't have anything more I need to know right now. And then all of a sudden a new pathway opens up and it just go in off in that direction. And that's why this journey has no end and yet that's not a discouraging thing it's exciting there's no end to the learning we can have and to the understandings and to the layers of of whatever is blocking our light that can be peeled back and back and back so i hope everybody gets excited as for what questions to ask that's one of the questions you can ask spirit what is the best question for me to ask Next, which is another way of saying, what do I need to know now? I hope, Kyrie, if you haven't seen it, you'll go to YouTube and do a search for Suzanne Giesman, Sip of the Divine, S-I-P. And that's a three-minute three minute practice of sitting in the peace. And I even show there how to make that shift. So how to tune in is really so simple. First, it just requires understanding that there is a greater reality. There is higher consciousness from which we all descend into human form. And knowing that it's there, any magical moments of connection in your life are evidence of that. So holding that in your heart, that there is higher consciousness that has answers to questions you don't know, you simply set the intention to connect with it. And you just get in a nice quiet state and use a prompt like the word shift and just Know that through doing that shift, now you are focused and connected on higher aspects of consciousness who will know the answer to your question. It's that simple. It's just a shift. No big rituals. You don't have to meditate for a long time beforehand. You just sit and say, I'm going to connect now. Shift. And I just did it. And now you say, what do I need to know? Or what question do I need to ask? And just listen. How's that? Yes, yes. I I listened to this uh, sip of divine YouTube video, and I definitely will try to do it again. I f- I feel like I would like to move on in this spiritual journey, but uh, I'm kind of um, feeling I stuck. Maybe yes, a little bit stuck. Okay. Well, we're going to run out of time here as we come to a break, but that's normal. We go through cycles. Just keep tuning into your heart. Be gentle on yourselves, all of you in that position, and sit quietly every day and feel gratitude, the best way to get unstuck, and know that beautiful things are coming. Thanks for calling, Kyrie. We'll be back after a break. Thank you. Thank you so much. All righty.
Human Design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum Human Design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. All right. Oh, I just love these call-ins. Thank you all for the love I feel coming at me. I had a person send me an email because she lives in Australia and it's not the right time for doing a live radio show. So this question is from Joe in Australia who wonders about uh, experiences of those who have near-death experiences that are not positive. They speak about going to a hellish environment and the person was confused as to why that happened saying they weren't a bad person and couldn't understand why they had this negative experience and what I'm being shown my guides are showing me right now that what we're having whether we're in a body or even after the body are experiences in consciousness even Dr. Eben Alexander, who wrote Proof of Heaven, went through a hellish experience on his ways to what we would call more positive experiences. And right this moment, I'm being shown a dream that I had last night that was pretty much a nightmare. You know one of those dreams where something awful, something awful is happening and you start making these noises out loud as you're trying to to escape or somebody's about to do something to you and you make this sound like a cow. Well, that's what I was doing. And Ty was like, wake up, wake up. You're having a nightmare. So why does that happen? That's consciousness getting skewed. And so that could very well be what's happening. And the guides are saying, yes, skewed consciousness to those who did not have something that they need to, let me see to have reprogrammed in a sense. What do I mean by that? I've brought through souls in readings who truly did conducted evil acts, committed evil acts while they were here, abuse of others. And they are actually not allowed to meet up with their loved ones until they feel the full brunt of the effect of their actions. And that energy is transmuted kind of like we talked about in the first half hour. So it's a hell of their own making. And sometimes our subconscious skews our thoughts and experiences so much or television that we watch. That's not good for our soul skews our dreams. So we're bathed in consciousness, which is the full experience of life good and bad so it's no wonder that some people have experiences that we would label bad they are all experiences and when we realize that beneath these experiences is pure being without the ups and downs that's where we find peace and that is the definition of love that pure state of beingness so i hope that's helpful to many of you listening Let's go to a live caller. We have Laura, who's been waiting for a while. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey. Um, 
I want, wanted to know if the personality is part of the soul or of the human nature. In your mediumship class, you were talking about, you know, did they feel familiar to you? And I kind of translated that to the personality, but it's like the, the soul just access a memory of that, or where does where's the personality originate? Okay. What I'm being shown is a Daily Way message earlier in the week where the car and driver was the analogy used, that the soul is the driver, the car is the vehicle. In this case, we're talking about a body and a mind makes up the persona, and personality goes with that, characteristics and traits. And without the body, we still have the mind and the memories of the body that go they're an integral part of that soul's energy, but not the soul, if that makes sense. It is, the soul is, see, we're putting human terms on something that truly is consciousness having experiences in human form. And to do so, it takes on a story. The soul is the light that gives life to the body, the mind is the activity of the light. And we experience life through sensations, thoughts, and feelings. This is what the guides are giving me directly. And so to have a recognizable aspect of the soul through a medium or through interactions when you yourself cross the veil, the story arises moment by moment for that interaction and enjoyment. Wow. Does that make sense, Laura? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All righty. I'm glad that any of you who listen to this in the archives can hit the rewind button and listen to that again if you need to. All righty. Interesting. I was thinking earlier how I never get nervous about doing these shows, even knowing though I may not be able to answer the questions I want you all to gain the confidence that you can ask questions like these of your own guides. It's a, it's a, something we learn to do and learn to trust them and test any questions, answer in your heart. That's always what uh, they advise us to do. So how about Sherry? Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I hope you are too. Oh, good. Yes. It's a wonderful day. Um, from listening to the beginning of the show to now, all my questions were kind of taken up. It was a old soul, new soul, spirit guide kind of questions, but I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Okay. Um, regarding religion, coming from a Christian background mm-hmm. where you go to church and you worship God and you worship Jesus, how do you shift from that worship mode mm-hmm. and as as you shift from a spirituality context of we're all God, we're all part of that. Yeah, how do you, yeah, how do we yeah. reconcile ourselves with that? Well, that's such a great question. And I'm just going to go put myself right out on a limb here and tell you that I have, uh, was not raised with any religion. And yet through the personal mm-hmm. experience of connecting with the consciousness of the one we call Jesus and doing so very frequently with experiences, if you watch on YouTube the uh, 
poor quality video of um, the miracle of Christ consciousness that I put up there several mm-hmm. years ago, I have no doubt that I'm connecting with uh, Jesus and his consciousness and that any of us can. And there was one experience when he, when I asked him a question, how, you know, how do I see this one woman who I've been judging in a different light? And he literally appeared before me and got down before me and, and knelt and held my feet and washed them, had me burst into tears. Yeah. It was this feeling right. of, I didn't, I wasn't raised to worship you, but you shouldn't be doing that. I'm you know, not worthy of that. And that's when the teaching ensued that, that we are all worthy of that. And when we can feel the desire to worship others in the same way, that's life changing. So over and over, he has said to me and to all of us that I am your brother. We are all equals He comes as a teacher. And so what I would advise you and anybody listening is to aim for that personal experience. It's one thing to hear the stories. It's another to feel that that love that will take your breath away, that love that's like really nothing we experience here. Ask for that. Even if it doesn't matter what your religion is. Like I said, I had no religion and I can't deny these Mm -hmm. experiences. And I love that loving feeling. And then when you can have that personal experience of any of the masters or your guides saying, we consider you equals. I am your friend. Wow. It's just being able to embrace that without fear that it doesn't matter what anybody else has says. You don't, Don't tell anybody that you're having these experiences. Just soak it up, love it, enjoy it, Mm -hmm. return the love and kind, and then shower it on everybody else around you. And that's what it's all about. So it's it's a matter of knowing it's okay and and going for it, having that personal experience and then saying, now I need to change my belief system because it's holding me back. Wow. There's so many belief systems out there that are just so interesting. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I say Better. the acronym for belief system for every person, is B- yeah, it's BS, you know, belief system. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And it's, you know, you, you want to feel like you're doing the right thing and you have the right information and your belief, belief systems are on the right track. And, you know, what you're saying and Sanaya saying feels feels very right. Um, well, but that's it, the test. It's truly How does it feel? a reconciliation and, and, and I am, of your heart. I am joking. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I am joking when no, I no. say it BS. They're they're not all BS at all. There's great truth in everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so I, I appreciate you taking the questions, and it's so wonderful to be able to connect. Same here. I, I love the fact that you're willing to think outside the box and have new experiences and, and hold on to what you grew up with that feels good, that feels right. It's all about the love, and there's there's... There's certainly love in so many uh, philosophies, religions. It's that's what keeps us drawn to them. So thank you. Well, that's well, that's the, you're welcome, and that that's the thing. It's 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 spirituality kind of turns that on Christianity seemingly on its end. Um, it's it's like wow. Well, I you know thought Jesus was the Son of God, and you know married God, and we're going to worship this person in church and just different. Yeah, it's just different. And it's just, it's wonderful to explore different avenues because nothing will replace that personal experience. And again, we don't have to share that with others who would diminish that for us. You can discern Mm -hmm. 
with whom to share it. In fact, in our um, those of you who attend my monthly mentoring webinars, we're, mm-hmm. we're involved in a wonderful initiative to connect people with others on a like path. Uh, Lynette has just taken over from Bev setting up spiritual circles. Used to be we were only setting up mediumship development circles, but this Tuesday night I'm going to show with people how oh. we can help you join with other like-minded friends through just a a spiritual circle, even if you don't want to be a medium. Oh. So anybody wants to join us Tuesday night, the info is on my webpage under mentoring. Wow. Okay. It's interesting that you're doing that because with the developmental thir- circles, I presume that it was, you had to have some type of a real medium type connection to be able to be right. part of that group. And um, I just don't right now, but right. Um, at least a calling to it. Good to- but- Yes, that you feel like a perfect candidate, and many of you listening also, to just meet weekly online with kindred spirits, the same ones each week. And, and, oh, the bonds that you can form from that is wonderful. Especially I have a friend who's just chomping at the bit to join one because she said the area in which she lives is, uh, uh, I will not say where she lives, but she says it's a spiritual <laughs> spiritual wasteland. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's but, sometimes but it's I hard to connect these, with people who are like-minded. That's right. And the Internet is is a beautiful way to do that. And if we can provide that service, we're grateful. So, Well, I look yay. forward to that. I look forward okay. to that. Uh, one other tiny little thing. Did you, did you um, get the email about the dog bowl for your motorhome? Uh, you're the one, huh? Called yes, the spill-proof yeah. dog bowl. Yes, I did. Thank you. We sometimes have to put the brakes on a little fast, and and that can come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a Taurus. I I had it for years, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So I thought I would share that with you. But yeah, you have a chance. It's a really good one. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, thanks, Sherry. Okay, take care. Right. I wish you all could see. I'm in the RV right now. I'm in the bedroom so that I don't, Ty can be out in the living room. And I have both dogs on the bed. And Nellie likes to burrow under the pillows. And she just stuck her head up just for a moment like, are you guys talking about me? <laughs> all right. Let's move on to Julie. Welcome to the show. Hello, Suzanne. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm so excited to finally get to talk with you and I'm so excited for the um we retreat this weekend and I hope oh, I get to meet you. Be there? Yay. Yeah. I'm Goody. so excited. And it's uh, yeah, gonna feel so good to in. connect with people face to face, huh? Yeah, it'll be great. Finally the first time I get to talk to you and then in a couple days or in a week I'll get to see you hopefully. So that'll be okay. great. I'm so excited and I just found your work about a, a year ago and then listened to all your radio podcasts and shows and so I'm finally excited to be able to speak and ask a question. And and um, so my question is for today, I a um, little different than some of the other questions that we'll ask today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to some of your, this is more of a meditation question, meditating and um, listening to some of your HemiSync um, CDs. But um, is it normal, I guess my question, or I know they're not exactly a normal, but that a lot of people when they meditate or raise the vibration, 
person to like body shake or move or a lot of time when I um meditate that I have a hard time sitting still, especially when my vibration raises. And I notice even more when I listen to your hymns things that I have a hard time not moving and shaking. And then it contracts, it keeps me from really listening to what you're saying on the CD. But I guess the question is, is that a normal thing? And if not, how would you okay. able to settle your body down and not the, the vibration? So, you know, I don't want to call it normal or abnormal. Each person has their own experiences. I would welcome right. that. It is it is definitely something that happens for some people. I remember sitting on our boat when we were living aboard, when I first started down this path, if, if any of you watched the Messages of Hope documentary, I, I sh- we show the scene where the first poem came through, and I'm sitting in the aft cabin on the boat. I used to come out of meditation back there and say to Ty, did somebody wake the boat, meaning go by really fast so that we get <laughs> waves splashing the boat? Because I'd be rocking during my meditation. He said, no, it's been perfectly still. <laughs> So right from the beginning, I would rock, but not all the time. And even this past week, Julie, I had the experience where sometimes my head moves a bit, but this time I was moving in a different direction. So when that happens, for any of you, tune in and and just ask higher consciousness, what is this all about? And what it is, is different energies affecting your field and your body feels that and reacts to it. I'm reminded, and our friend Jan, who's tuning in today, will remember when I used to channel monthly in the villages, I'd channel Sanaya. There was one woman there. Oh, I loved her. She would just shake and her hands would raise up and we would just laugh and say, oh, that's Nancy. (laughs) Because that's just the way her (laughs) body reacted to that higher energy. And as long as it's not unpleasant, tune in and feel gratitude that, hey, here's a physical sign that I am channeling higher energy through this field i'm bringing it in and i'm taking on what i can handle but if it's uncomfortable if it's unpleasant then you simply say hey higher consciousness turn that down a little bit let's ratchet it back it's interfering so if it is interfering with what you're experiencing you literally just turn the dial back yourself through intention yeah i i hear that and it it's not uncomfortable, and sometimes it definitely raises the vibration. And when I'm by myself, it's not a problem in my room or my own meditation. I'm not listening to anyone, but it's not when I'm listening. And definitely feel it, and I've been that way for a long time. With because I'm a massage therapist and do energy work, uh-huh. and so I felt that connection for a while. But it's even getting stronger. I'm like, oh, I just wondered... And I am able to stop it if I want to. I'm just curious. Um, okay. Well, good. It is that. not a bad thing. And like I said, we label things bad if they're scary or that, but it's really just something that's different. If it's unpleasant, we're always in control. Always. Okay. All right. Thank you. And I'm right, thank you. And to see you, you soon. Week. I'll look for the person Thanks, who's rocking in their seat. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. We have enough time, I hope, for two more callers. I can see there are quite a few in line, and I love that. I'm sorry I won't be able to get to everybody, but we'll do our best here. I believe your name is Cher. I may be pronouncing it wrong, or Char. You're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. It's Char. Okay. Hi, Char. How can I okay, help you? Okay, so I have, 
I have an interesting um, question. So my question is about UFOs. I'm pretty sure you've seen or seen all the articles about the UFOs outfits lately. And I was just wondering, because I was looking at or watching your monthly mentoring last month about the mm -hmm. orbs and how mm -hmm. the, the boy was able to use the light to control it. So yes. is that what this is? Like, is it I'm, higher consciousness uh, trying to control, like, by using objects or so that we don't so know what the, they are, so we call them UFOs? The guides are saying, be cautious with the use of the word control. It will instill fear in others. <laughs> and there's... Oh, they, oh I'm sorry. They gave me, no, no, that's just uh, to make sure nobody thinks this is frightening. Then they said, what are they saying? Multidimensional overlays inter... Interference. So let me tune in again. I'm not quite tuned in enough to get an answer here. Specify again. The, the question is in short. So I guess my question is, is, is where, like, what, like, where do they stand in our human evolution? Like, what role do they play? You know, I uh, assume that uh, they're making their appearance. Yeah. So there's the guides are saying investigating at times helping sh and in for the most part showing us that there are realities upon realities upon realities and it is all interactive and if there is a reason that those here are supposed to see them and learn from these interactions that will happen because each interaction is a reciprocal gift for the opportunities it presents to both sides of any, any interaction. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Okay. Okay. So it's a gift. All right. All right. <laughs> interesting. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for well, that question. Well, I'm excited to see more. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Looks like we have time at least for one more. So, Beth, welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. Uh, thank hey. you for taking my call. I had a whole lot of questions, but I think I've narrowed it down to one. Okay. Um, and it goes along with some of the stories from today, actually, and one from your class that I was just taking online. And the story about the spirit who came through um, to speak to one of your sitters, but he had been a murderer, and he was accompanied mm -hmm. by guardians, and he was in like a cocoon. So yes. this kind of goes back to something you said earlier in the show about um, certain spirits who have not made great decisions and they're not allowed to come forth and, and do certain things until they've gotten rid of that. So to me, that kind of sounds like um, that doesn't sound like free will, like maybe that's a spiritual prison of sorts. And do we lose our free will when we go back to the spirit realm? No, what a great question. So I definitely have to ask the team for that. They're saying that this is the effect of free will choices that have been made, that the that opportunity is never lost, but slightly delayed as you would understand it in human terms. So it is, they're showing me a pause button, put on hold until energy that could be damaging to others has been transmuted. Yeah. As long as they okay. are still part of the world of cause and effect, there are certain effects that once that person has passed and their free will choices have been made, that lifetime in physical form is over 
and the dynamics have changed. So there is a reprogramming of sorts. The persona that goes along with that soul continues on and our goal always is that ultimately there is a reunion of souls in a way that is beneficial to all. Hmm. Okay. Hope that answers and your kind question. Kind of on the same um, on the same thing of free will. Would you say that instinct is kind of the opposite of free will? The way animals act on instinct, mm-hmm. do they not have free will oh. like we do? That gets a thumbs up from the guides. They still make choices, but it's much more instinctual. And so what you can see here is because we are pretty much in animal-type bodies, they're programmed with instinct as well in the fight-or-flight syndrome, just like today's Daily Way message again said that we're we're programmed to react certain ways and to focus on the negative. It's, It's part of our survival instinct. The more we can allow our soul to come to the forefront, the more we can make choices, free will choices that benefit the whole that come from a place of love. So that, that takes awareness and that's not the easiest thing in the world when we're used to the knee jerk reactions, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for calling Beth. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye-bye. So there in the background is my alarm on my clock. I do remember to set an alarm these days, so I do my drawing because otherwise I forget and then it's embarrassing. (laughs) So I am shuffling the little tickets here with your names on them. My eyes are closed and I'm pulling one. And Joe in Australia, how cool is that? I remember that I need to honor those who couldn't be here, so we'll let Joe know that she won the drawing for a course. So I'm sorry for those that I didn't get to. We still have a minute to go. I just was thinking about a time when we were in the cockpit of our boat with Rudy the Sailing Wiener Dog in Italy, and this guy came aboard and he wanted to buy a copy of uh, my sailing book. And I went below to get the book. I came out and... uh, He said, well, I was going to hand you the money, but I handed it to your dog and he ate it. And I thought he was kidding and he wasn't. (laughs) I remember Ty and I looking at him and saying, why would you give the money to the dog? (laughs) Life is funny. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have certainly enjoyed the calls today. I hope that the answers spoke to your heart. I just want to encourage all of you to ask the questions yourselves of your own guides, anything that wasn't answered, questions that arose from what we talk about. Your guides are standing by, always on call to answer them. It's always my honor to talk with all of you, and we'll be back next week with another show. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. 
On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.